This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about Vancouver's very tough rental market, especially for minimum wage earners. According to a new, a new report from the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, the minimum wage, if you're a minimum wage earner, you would have to work 112 hours a week just to afford a two-bedroom apartment in the city of Vancouver. Let's talk about this new report now with Mark Lee. He's a senior economist at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Mark, welcome back. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks a lot. Let's talk about your report. What are your major findings there? Well, I mean, in some senses, it's not surprising to anyone listening that housing in Metro Vancouver is unaffordable and that uh, relative to uh, the cost of housing, that uh, wages are, are, are on the low side. Um, you know, we did this study looking nationally, and, and uh, you know, we found that in, you know, this is pretty true across Canada as well, even though Vancouver's the most expensive, um, you know, in almost every census metropolitan area, uh, it's, uh, you know, virtually impossible for a minimum wage worker uh, to work full-time, full year, and be able to afford a decent place to live. Okay, like you said, I guess that's not a surprising finding. I mean, is is there any jurisdiction elsewhere in the world where you could, uh, you know, be a minimum wage earner and be able to afford an apartment? That's a good question. That's not something that we uh, we looked at. I mean, certainly there are other parts of the world where uh, there's a much larger share of like public or social housing stock. So if yeah. you look at places like Vienna, like basically half of the the housing there is some form of public housing. Uh, in Berlin, for example, they're now looking at the public sector buying up private market rental housing in order to to you know maintain uh, some affordable housing. Uh, and we can also look at something like Whistler, you know, which is much more extreme version of that resort type mentality. But in order to have housing for the service workers who live there, uh, the Whistler Housing Authority has had to build a lot of sort of dedicated affordable housing. So I think it does require a public policy interventions of, of various sorts. And we're starting to get a little bit of that over the last few years, but there's still yeah. more that could be done, especially in terms of like building new dedicated affordable rental. What's the, uh, what's the hourly wage, like the minimum hourly wage you would have to earn in order to afford a two-bedroom apartment? In Vancouver. Um, so if you're working, you know, full year, full time, so that's 40 hours a week, 52 uh, weeks a year, uh, you would need to earn $35 an hour uh, in order to afford a two-bedroom uh, and, and just almost $27 an hour to afford a one-bedroom. So that's Metro Vancouver-wide, and obviously there's disparity um, uh, in there. You know, on the high end around you know, downtown, North Falls Creek, uh, you're looking at anywhere from, uh, you know, like, 38 to 60 dollars per hour for uh, uh for places in, in those parts of town okay so the minimum wage in bc right now is what 13 dollars and 85 cents an hour right yes and the, the so, cal- i should note that the calculations we did were based on the minimum wage in october because that's when the data came out so there is a little bit of a bump in the minimum wage but we you know we don't have the latest data but we anticipate that rents have sort of gone up you know commensurate Right. Okay. So if $13.85 is nowhere near what you'd need to earn to afford an apartment, what are you guys suggesting? You got to hike the minimum wage up dramatically? Well, I think that's, you know, there's two things you can do. One is you can uh, increase wages at the bottom of the 
uh, of the uh, income distribution. So that would be higher minimum wages, uh, you know, more unionization of the service sector. Uh, and Unicos and do take action on the housing side of the market uh, as well in terms of uh, protecting existing rental stock, uh, building uh, new dedicated rental accommodations, uh, things like the regulations on Airbnb or short-term rentals, the you know, empty homes tax. I think those are all creeping in at trying to push more supply of rental into the marketplace as well. Okay, what, what could be done realistically, though? Because obviously no government is going to hike up the minimum wage to like 35 bucks an hour or something. I mean, this is, this is crazy. I mean, you know, that's just not going to happen. So, like, how do we... I think what you got to do is... I think you got to get more rentals accommodation built and put on the market drive to put those drive the rents down i mean if you increase supply the rent's going to go down aren't they yes. so we we need I, I think there's a lot we can do on the building side um yeah. you know, even though when you look across you know, metro vancouver the last few years we've seen your know, record levels of housing starts there's you know cranes and so we're actually building housing but too much of that housing is not built for the people who live and work uh, in the city, and certainly not at, at low wages. A, l- a lot of these are being advertised as investment properties or much more um, uh, well-heeled uh, clientele. Some of that, if they're purchased, might come into the rental market, but uh, it's you know at, at much higher rents than than we would want. So I think uh, you know a generation of building out uh, new dedicated rental. Some of that should come from the uh, the public sector and leading on that, but also just uh, loosening things up so that we can get more affordable market rental building. Yeah, loosen loosen things up. I like the I like the sound of that. Like you know, <laughs> like it's so difficult in Vancouver to actually get an approval to build anything. I mean, it takes years. I mean, if you if you take a look at what's going on down in Seattle right now, for example, we're in Seattle. You can get an apartment building project approved in like one year. Uh, no rent controls, no excessive taxes, no excessive fees on builders, and they got like last I looked, they had a, a pretty decent vacancy rate there, and the and the rents were going in the right direction. They're going down. Yeah, I mean, Seattle you know? had a, a similar building boom to Vancouver, uh, but whereas Vancouver mostly built condos, uh, Seattle is mostly built rental, and uh, so they have a much more robust and healthy uh, rental market right now. Right. Uh, here in Vancouver, because uh, the cost of home ownership is so high, a lot of people are getting stuck in rental housing, and they're getting stuck because they, if, they, if they do move, then they're looking at paying much higher rents. Uh, than what they're currently paying, especially if they've been in a rent-controlled place for for a number of years. Well, uh, on the margin, there's a lot we can do to shift the incentives for developers to build uh, more uh, rental instead of condos. Yeah, like cut their taxes. Well, right. I mean, the GST on on new housing is something that's uh, that's come up as something that would help shift the needle to you know to make it more more incentive towards building rental. Yeah, do you support of, that? Uh, building condos, uh, definitely. Yeah. Okay, because I rem- I remember Justin Trudeau at one point saying like, "Hey, maybe we should uh, bring in a GST rebate if you build a rental apartment building." You know, uh, and and I, he just didn't do it. I mean, it never happened. But, but I think they yeah. should. Unfortunately, that's a lot of the Justin Trudeau record is uh, promising things and not delivering on them. Um, you know, certainly there's a lot of there's some new effort at the federal level, this new national housing strategy, but a lot of it is kind of high level rhetoric and the money is sort of way out in the in the in the number of years. But I think the province is starting to come back in the game in terms of of building more housing. I think the feds could come back in a big way. A lot of this is just getting over the upfront cost of building the units because once they're built, you have this stream of rental income that lasts 
for many decades into the future. So it does actually pay for itself over time, but we've got to get over it and actually put some of that money up front. And I think particularly if we see the overall new construction sector starting to, to turn down because of the market dynamics now, let's keep those workers employed, let's keep building housing, but let's build dedicated rental affordable okay, housing okay. that we need. Mark, we got one minute left here. Do you, we got an election coming up in the fall federally. Do you think this should be a, a key issue in a federal election campaign? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. definitely need a, a, a lot more uh, rental housing, not just in Vancouver, but in Toronto and other markets around uh, the country. Thanks for coming on. Take care. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Mark Lee, Senior Economist, Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives.